The hum. 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 A storytelling podcast. A storytelling podcast. A storytelling. Produced by AWOL. Produced by AWOL. Produced by AWOL. Welcome to The Hum, where we tune into the background noise of our experience and amplify the sound of our lives. And, as usual, we're college kids, so it's gonna get a little weird. For this episode, we'll be sharing student stories about their first loves, their first heartbreaks, and usually a combination of the two. For our first story, we'll be hearing from Ziona, who will talk about her first love and first heartbreak in her freshman year of high school, as well as where her ex is now. She was interviewed by Z. Hey, um, my name is Ziona uh, Pels Sherman. I don't know if you need my last name, but I go by Z, which is fun because two Z's in the studio. Um, I'm a junior. I'm majoring in communications and minoring in graphic design. All right, let's uh, let's get into it. I was a uh, freshman year of high school. This person was really really close friend of mine. I think we met. Uh, first at a trapeze class that we were both in. Uh, we were just, just good buds. Um, I, I'm going to use they pronouns, but um, at the time they were identified as a girl. So this is like my first love, first like... Attractive? Yeah, first like gay experience. I had to come out to my parents. It was a whole thing, but um, it really started... We were, they were over at my house for like a Doctor Who marathon or something. I don't know, we were kids. And um, we were both like sleeping on my floor, like on a big blow up mattress, just kind of slumber party, whatever, something cute. And um, we were like about to fall asleep and they rolled over and said, uh, hey man, I love you. And I said, I'll never forget what I responded because I just was just like stunned in the moment and I said mm-hmm. right back at you <laughs> and I um uh they responded they were like no like I love you and I was like oh man I, I love you too and um you know we kissed and it was cute and uh yeah that was that was the start of it uh they were shorter than me um really short hair we were both really into the arts. I was into dancing, um, which brought me to that one random trapeze class we were both in. And they um, were an actor. Um, I was like going to their shows at the local like theater, and it was really cute. Um, we, yeah, we like supporting each other like that. I think I showed up with like a big hickey on my neck to my dance rehearsal the next day and all my teachers were like what are you doing get get out of here you're 13 go home so I think we were together about eight months or so you know it's was, it was pretty long for like my, my first thing and um so I'm just gonna set the scene it's uh it's valentine's day it's yeah the you know the morning of the school day I'm 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 a freshman in high school. I'm a, in my first relationship. I'm, ex, you know, I'm having a great time. Um, and I didn't mention they uh, 
didn't go to my high school at the time, but their mom was uh, my like, biology teacher. Uh, weird coincidence, but uh, I was uh, standing in the hallway with my other friends, like talking before classes started, and um, I get handed this note from uh, their mom, my my teacher, with like a smile on her face. There's like a big red ribbon around the note. It has my name on it. It's in an envelope. She's like, this is for you. This is from And uh, I was like, oh my goodness, thank you. Ooh, a little note on Valentine's Day. And I opened the note and it's um, the lyrics to the song Too Close. Too Close? I don't know if you've heard it. It's like... Uh, uh, okay, I'll do this on the podcast. It's like uh, the song that's like, I feels like I am just too close to love you, so I'll be on my way. It's like a ridiculous way to break up with a person. But these lyrics are like handwritten with like pencils with their eraser marks. You can tell they put a lot of thought into it. It's like perfectly centered on the page. And it's, it's like... Uh, thoughtfully written but it's just the lyrics to a, a shitty pop song and uh about not wanting to be with somebody anymore and uh it's and i didn't even tell you this the at the bottom it was signed kind regards <laughs> their name <laughs> and uh you know at the time it wasn't it wasn't funny but now it's really funny yeah. to think that i it's it's a great story in valentine's day yes through a note given to me by their mother yeah. <laughs> uh, in the hallway of my high school uh, with the lyrics mm-hmm. to a bad song. Too close. Yeah. And now, yeah, I, I get to see their face on ads from Netflix. And um, it's, um, it's weird. People will be like, oh, my God, uh, this new season of this show. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> new season of the show. Uh, yeah. Oh, what show it is? Yes. I mean, I don't I like. I guess it's it's not that big of a of a thing. It's not like it's gonna get back to them, or if anybody's really gonna care. But um, oh, the show it's um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. It's the new Sabrina the Teenage Witch reboot, mm-hmm. and my uh, ex plays uh, one of Sabrina's friends. Um, and you know, it's it's a big deal of a, a show a big deal of a character because um they play like an actual transgender character yeah. on the show and it's mm-hmm. really good for representation and i eventually just like said like whatever i'll watch the show <laughs> it's culturally important and it is good you know i it like that good. genre i think it's okay. a good show um and you know i I've, i'm not doubting um my my ex's skills as an actor um but uh it's it's just wild to to see that like you know luckily i'm not like holding on to any like strong emotional like feelings of like resentment or or anything um but it's just uh, weird <laughs> and awkward People be like talking about their favorite new shows. They'll be like, "Oh my god, I love this Sabrina reboot." I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my, god. my ex so isn't as my ex." And uh, they're like, "Oh my god, that actor! I know that person. I've seen that show." I'm like, "Okay, yeah." For the next story, Chase is going to tell us about her first and only love so far, as well as the ups and downs of their relationship. She was interviewed by Liliana. 
so I met my boyfriend on Tinder. I know. But um, basically, like, we just started talking. And so um, he, like, asked me how AU was. So um, he went to, or he goes to UMD, and he was thinking about transferring. And so, like, I guess he saw that, like, AU was in my bio. So, like, that's how we struck up conversation. And I was like, does this dude really want to talk about how AU is? And I had no problem answering questions. So, like, that's kind of how we, like, first started, like, getting to know each other. And then um, there's a little bit of a lull as, like, Tinder things tend to happen and then like he just hit me up again and then we decided to meet at the Tenley Town Panera so that was our very <laughs> God, our very like first time meeting in person um and so like I order like the same thing every time so I got a Greek salad without feta cheese um and then he got like a ham and swish Swiss panini sandwich and then like we s- sat down and ate it and I I am very like easygoing and kind of fun but like when yeah. you first meet me I'm just a little like uh, especially no. with guys. I just had to be like a little like closed off. Like don't want to give any bad vibes or anything like that. But um just like very kind of closed off. And so I was just kind of being like very standoffish and just like a bit over the top. Um and so he was trying to like ask me questions, like get to know me more, and I was just I was just not for it. And so then like and so like a couple days passed and I like don't hear from him, I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I'm like, hey, like what's up? And he's like, Oh yeah, like I think it's best if we just remain friends. Like I didn't really get like a too much of a friendly vibe from you. Like I didn't know if you were having a bad day or like I was prying too much. And I was like, I personally had never been like rejected or I was like like friend zoned, I guess you could say. And he's, I thought he was so cute. And I was like, wow, Chase, you you messed that up. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then like a bit of a lull happened and then I just like hit him up basically. And was like, yeah, like I tend to be a little standoffish, but like I really like you and I'm sorry if I gave you like a bad vibe. I tend to be a little bit prideful it's a a bit of my downfall so like when I kind of like extended the branch like hey like I want to get to know you because like I didn't like expect it to like I guess turn into like a full-blown relationship I was just like I want to get to know you more and I I, like 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 you like I'm not interested in being your friends like I think you're hot I want to get to know you more and so then I guess that's kind of how it started and then I kind of started just not to be cliche but like the the onions just kind of started peeling and I got to see like the real me or like what I show like my friends and things like that so that's kind of how it went but like it went like fairly slow but like comfortable at the same time like I didn't feel like I was rushed into a relationship by any means I I just thought that like I really really liked him and I just kind of messed it up in the beginning so I was just kind of like so he is I guess like he's probably like six feet or so which is like I'm like fairly tall so I was like I guess that'll work, but like, <laughs> but like, yeah, so he's about six feet. So he's Sri Lankan. So, like, I've only dated black guys before. So, like, and he's never dated a black girl before. So, it's kind of like that kind of cultural thing was, yeah. was interesting at the beginning. I would definitely say, like, the youthful spirit about him is just like, it's very, like, magnetic to me. That sounds so corny, but that is the only way I can describe <laughs> it. Like, I just am, like, drawn to him in that way and, like, in a way that I've never felt with any, like, past, like, flings or, like, hookups yeah. or whatever. I just had, like, no interest in pursuing it, like, after that. (laughs) But I think with him, like, it's definitely, like, that youthful energy. And I just think that he can, like, while being, like, serious about school and, like, work and, like, things that he's passionate about and, like, goals, he can just kind of, like, take things as they come. And I think here at AU, like, the culture, it can be a bit of a a pressure cooker at times. And it's, like, you kind of, I think you question yourself a lot. At least just, like, am I doing enough? Do I have enough internships? Like, all that regular AU stuff. But I think, like, he just really took me out of that and like just allowed me to see it from a different lens and was just like you know chase like it's great for you to have a plan and everything like that but if everything isn't like down to the minute second the time that you're planning it like it's not the end of the world and i think that 
that's been kind of like the best thing for me is to just kind of get out of my own head. And I didn't even like realize like how much of a, I guess like regimented person or how hung up I can get on like certain things until I met someone who doesn't necessarily like have those same traits. So it's kind of like, well, those things are good to have. It's good to have a plan. Like it's also okay to like deviate from it as well. And I think that's just kind of one of the biggest things I would say. I would definitely say he's my first love. I think I really knew when he saw, I guess, some of my bad traits and like it just didn't like turn him away. Or like he's right, yeah. Um Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. So I always take all my exams in like ASAC just because like I have ADHD and I, I just I can't in the classrooms like I just take it in the little rooms and like one of my professors like refused to give me my accommodations and I have like pages and pages of paperwork of like testing I've had I'm like like it's legit yeah. like I've been taking my stuff in like a separate room like what's the issue and so then like this professor was just like not budging they were like we just really want you to be like or I just really want you to be in the classroom like I just don't necessarily like you can go in the hallway and take it I'm like no I don't think that's allowed like I don't want to make like other students feel like why is she gonna take yeah. it in the hallway it's, you know it's like a little embarrassing sometimes so it's better if I just go to ASAC and take it all together and this professor was just not budging I'm like I don't think you could do this I wouldn't go so far to say it's illegal but I don't think you can you know like I think that's probably violating some type of code of conduct oh, it definitely is. right right and so then I talked to like a, an advisor in ASAC and then they emailed it and got it like um straightened out but like that kind of like took a while because like I had to take like the first exam like in the classroom I'm like oh was that one Jesus. of the first times you took it? right yeah. exactly and I was like yeah no and so like I, I did poorly on the exam <laughs> like <laughs> So, like, I just knew that that was going to be an issue. And, like, after that happened, like, I just had a complete and utter breakdown, like, in his car. And, like, although I've gotten, like, emotional in front of him, like, I'm just a very, although I'm, like, an open book and, like, ha-ha-ha and, like, giggly and fun, like, I do not, like, being emotionally vulnerable as nobody does. And I think, like, this was maybe, like, six months into the relationship, like, maybe even a little less, I would say. And, like, I just, hmm... Yeah, I just, like, completely, like, broke down. I was, like, kicking the seats and everything. Like, it was, like, a whole, like, toddler fit over, like, this one professor. And I was just, like, and he was just, I think he just kind of, like, consoled me through that the best he could. And although, like, I've definitely had moments like that before. But, like, again, I've, like, been alone and kind of had to, like, do it, figure it out myself, really. Or, like, maybe call my mom. But, like, there's only so much she can do for Minnesota. But, um, like, just being able to, like, have someone see you in that, like, state of vulnerability and like completely acting like a child and I would say go so far to say like out of character as well and like still be able to just not have his perception of me skewed in any way yeah. because like although like there's like not like a huge age difference between us like sometimes I feel like he is just a bit more level-headed and I think that's kind of like usually I mean like women like tend to like mature quicker and he definitely has his immature ways and that's whole thing but like I felt like he just is a little bit more grounded and I think I felt a little iffy about that in the beginning and I think those were that was one of those moments where I realized like okay wow like yeah you, you could tough it out through like I guess the long run yeah do you remember the first time you told him I love you yeah he told you yes oh, I, I do I, yeah. I don't I don't know if I remember it <laughs> I don't remember I I think I do I think okay I said it first, but um, <laughs> I would say it was actually very early on, and I was like, ah, Chase, why did you say How that? No, I would say, <laughs> I would say a few months. I would say a oh, few months. Okay, okay, good. Thank you. It makes me feel better. Um, and it was it was over FaceTime, and I said it kind of like, cause I whenever I talk to my friends or my family, I say like love you, mm-hmm. like like talk to like love you, talk to you later, and it was kind of like one of those things I like said in passing. And I think I, I'm pretty sure I hung up the, no, I did. I hung up the <laughs> phone, but bef- like after I said that, 
I guess I like just didn't like wait for him to respond, and then he called me back and like asked, was like, "Did you say I love you?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know, maybe like I could, like, <laughs> I don't know." Like I say, I love you to like all my friends. I was like, "Don't take it personally, huh? like don't, don't don't get a big head on me, like kind of type of thing." And then he just thought it was the funniest thing, but then like he said like "love you too," but I definitely said it first, and I definitely felt weird about that because I was like, "It's been a few months." Like yeah, you really like him, but like, what is love? Can you think of what you think was? the hardest moment during that during that span of dating what was the hardest moment that you guys had to go through um I definitely think it was the parents situation um and I think because I had never like I said I had never um did anybody who wasn't black so like that was just never an issue but I think that there's I mean not to get spicy or anything but I think that there's a, a lot of perceptions of what a black woman is yeah. and I think that there's a lot of um obviously misconceptions and stereotypes but that, that's for everybody but I think like specifically black women like black women that are educated or um uh goal-oriented or who have big dreams and are kind of like outspoken like what I am I think that there's not really like a space for us or other black women like me in the media because I think yeah. the media doesn't want to see black women in that light I think it's very much so the welfare queen or the angry black woman which is it's hard to kind of like have those things on your back and knowing that you're going into a relationship or, or into a culture even that doesn't necessarily understand that. So like he he came to the United States when he was 10. So he wasn't born here. And so I think that they're um, kind of like that. Um, and, I, and I don't want to speculate at all, but just from my understanding from him and like him interacting with his parents at the beginning of like it's a very much like let's assimilate into westernized culture because we left they, they left sri lanka for a reason and um and so kind of just like let's assimilate like let's just kind of stay low-key like let's work hard and um and provide for the family and that's just kind of like the main like chunk of like yeah. why we're here why we decided to uproot um our family so i think that by him and obviously they wanted him to date a sri lankan girl because they were trying to you know orchestrate that whole thing behind my back <laughs> early on but i think that was probably definitely the most difficult thing because I felt like I had kind of finally got to a place um I would say probably like when I started college um where I was comfortable with being a black woman and while I felt comfortable saying what I wanted to say without people you know like mocking me or telling me I'm angry just because yeah. I put a little bass in my voice or I god forbid I have something to say and, and, and I don't agree with what you're saying or like I'm sticking up for myself so I think that that was definitely the most difficult thing and I think it also put Obviously, like we went through it together, but I think it put him in an interesting perspective as well, because the way he kind of like views like, I guess, like racism and prejudice is kind of like it's a I wouldn't go as far as to say it, it takes like a backseat. But because he's an immigrant or he's had this experience, he's just seen a lot worse things that I yeah. think that um, like growing up in America, we just wouldn't see. So I think that's kind of like a just a different perspective. And I think he got to understand kind of like um what I grew up around or what I kind of grew up understanding or people's understanding of me and kind of just because I knew why his parents like didn't want him to be with like um, with a black girl because of only what they've seen on the media or maybe they haven't interacted with a lot of black families or or anyone like me. Um, so I think that that's was definitely the hardest thing. So like I mentioned, I am a big horoscope person. So we're both Aquariuses. So like very much oh, we're free-spirited, la, la, la. Um, despite me being kind of high-strung, so, like, I don't really know what's up with that. But, like, <laughs> but like for the most part, like, when we're together, like, we definitely give out that Aquarius energy of, like, oh, I'm so into you. Like, oh, look at us being so into each other type of thing. But, like, there was this one night. It, it was over the summer. And, like, he just looked into my eyes and just started, like, 
tearing up. And I was like, what is wow. wrong with you? I, I thought it was funny. And like, I, and, and where were you guys? We were in the car. Like, we were just literally sitting in the car. And he was, and he was um, like driving me to my apartment. And he was just like, like, you're just so beautiful. And I'm, and I'm just so wow. lucky to have you. And, and so, oh my gosh, I hope I don't get emotional right now. But like, it was, it was very like, I never thought this would happen to me. It was very much so like a movie moment. And I just felt like so lucky. Cause I think that I've, or like, um, just like in this interview, I've talked to like a lot about like what he's done for me, but yeah. like, I feel like with men, like it's not always easy for them to like, I guess, convey like what a woman or what a um, significant other like has, has done for them. Mm -hmm. So like, I think that I had never ever had that happen before to me, like with anybody, um, like maybe a couple of my friends, but like that was a, a very big moment for me. And then like, it, it just ended in a lot of tears. But I think that we, like I said, like he's a very youthful and like kind of like goofy spirit. So like for him to get like emotional, like just by literally looking yeah. at me is like something that I could never even like ever fathom happening or like to me. Cause I, I just feel like when you like, we just walk around and like, you're just yourself or with you with your friends or your boyfriend or, or whomever, like you just don't necessarily always think about the impact you have on them because like you're just comfortable with them you love them like it's it's second nature yeah it's like you don't necessarily put too much thought into it but yeah that was definitely a movie moment wow. mm -hmm. next up we'll have adam's story about his first love and his first heartbreak and what he learned from the relationship he was interviewed by shane lily and ruth yeah, so we met on Bumble, but we had like a bunch of different connections outside because AU is like two inches big. So like we were both in the same organization together on campus. And then like one of my friends, who I'm not really close to anymore, but one of my friends was his RA. So he was a freshman. I was a junior. And then like his best friend was like my best friend's little and their sorority. Just like all this crazy th things started to happen. And like we were just kind of like connected in a billion different ways, even though like we met like the first time I ever saw him was on the dating app and it was just casual at first like we went we went to like district taco i think and it was just fun and it was it was very like clumsy at first but in like a very like exhilarating way like just having those little moments like the like the super clumsy first kiss and like going to a party together for the first time and meeting his friends like it was just like really fucking exhilarating because like it was something i didn't have for so long yeah no the beginning was was great just to like have someone like into you and you be into them and he had been out longer than I had, so, like, even though he was younger than me, like, he had been out to people longer, like, his friends at home, and, like, had had kind of, like, experiences where I had none in that arena, so it was a little bit of us, like, him kind of, like, catching me up, but in a way that I was, like, really comfortable with, which was nice at first to, like, have someone just be able to, like, slow it down with you, and, like, you're unpacking a lot about yourself in the process of, like, being with someone else when you're first out, you know? So... He was really good with that, and I am, like, really thankful for those first experiences being, like, on my time and, like, with his comfort and all that stuff. So we came back to school, and, like, I don't know. Like, it was – I thought it was going good at the beginning. Like, we were seeing each other a lot, and, like – but, I mean, I also have to, like, keep in mind that he was two years younger than me. Like, a lot changes after freshman year, especially sophomore year is, like, a really interesting time of, like, a lot of things changing and, like, finding yourself and – finding like your life here it's like more than just like that freshman year where everything's like kind of surface level where I was just like pretty solid with like who I was friends with what I was doing like the person I am here hmm. but I mean I think it like him breaking up with me like came pretty out of the blue like there was no like there was no like hey we should have a conversation or like hey I want to talk to you about something like he came over one night like 
the same way he would always just kind of come over to hang out and like we were like hanging out for like two hours normal and then he kind of like dropped it um so I just like was unprepared for it you know and I probably said some things in our conversation that like I just didn't like think through what I was going to say like in my mind if you're gonna break up with someone you at least drop a like hey I want to chat about something serious you know like I don't I don't know I don't know but like looking back I have a lot of criticism for how he handled it but like I don't know there's no good way to break up with someone like it's something that fucking sucks and like will always fucking suck so it came like crashing down for me and like he was like pretty prepared to end it because he had thought about it for at least enough to make a decision about it you know where for me it's like I had to like play catch up yeah and I, I wasn't in a good mental health place either at the time and I guess I just wasn't really aware of like the ways I was coping with things just to like not face certain problems I was having so that like all happened at once like I think that was like the trigger for a pretty like downward mental health thing on my part and I'm not blaming him at all for like causing any of it I just think like that was the moment where I was like oh shit like there's a lot more going on with me and like what I need to do to like take care of myself and like be a better person that that moment of that breakup like really caused like it was there were some pretty low points after that for sure hmm. yeah and you said you were it was two hours into your hanging out or yeah he was in your space or yeah yeah and like I think there was just this this disconnect in communication like I was just I don't know if he was as willing to just like share emotion or like things that he was thinking as willingly as I am like I'm just kind of person that puts everything out there but I could like tell the energy was like a little bit off and it was kind of like a hey like what's what's going on here kind of thing and then he kind of mentioned it he's a Taurus I don't know if that that means anything. <laughs> and I'm a Leo so I'm always ready to share everything but yeah, it was definitely a weird night. Like, I don't know if anyone around me was expecting it to happen, you know? And I think that might be a testament to, like, how we were missing each other in communication styles. Because um, my friends were, like, so shocked by the whole thing, and I was so shocked by the whole thing. But looking back, I was like, oh, it's kind of a long time coming, and I just, like, wasn't... I was choosing not to see all of the ways that, like, we weren't making each other happy, and, like, we weren't a good couple. But I just wanted to, like have a boyfriend because I wanted to like not be closeted and I wanted to like be openly queer and like have all those experiences but like he wasn't giving that to me and I wasn't giving that to him and I wish I like looking back I wish I was a little bit mature about it a little bit more mature about it and just like knew when it was over but I guess I mean I need to stop like kicking myself about it because it's your first time and you don't know anything the first time like you have to have the first couple ones before you can like do everything super like maturely and informed you know i mean he's the reason that i like came out to certain people in my life at home for like and i think i i always was very conscious about like so i put this in a little blurb that i like sent you guys but like i always i said like before i came out like fully that i was living in like hannah montana's closet like it was still a closet but it was like really nice and big and like fun but it was still a closet like um and i think just being with him like gave me that moment to be like fuck like fuck the whole idea of like me having to like have situations where I'm not fully who I am so I, I looking back I think it was like with his assistance that I came out like I never want to give one person that much power of my life that like I came out like because of someone you know like because it's me and I have to live with that and it's who I am so like I don't want to be like oh my first boyfriend was the reason that I came out but he definitely like assisted in that like being comfortable with who I am and like oh if this is the thing that 
I can't tell people about like I want to tell people about this like I want people to know like this like very like this part of me that brings me like a lot of joy you know um but I don't know looking back it's like I like learned a lot about how I just like want like how I want people to treat me like how I like the time I want people to want to make time for me you know like I don't blame him for not wanting to make time for me like I don't think he's bad for that but I just wish I was a little bit more like hey it doesn't seem like you are like wanting to put the effort in for me and like I am just like secure enough in myself that like I know that I want someone that's going to do that you know and I've like since then like have gotten on like anxiety medications and like gone to therapy and like done a bunch of things to like build up that confidence and like look a lot deeper into the reasons that like I needed that constant like um, affirmation from someone that I was romantic with because I was so insecure in the person that I was because of like years and years of a Catholic upbringing that like just tried to beat me down you know so it's like it it sucks that like as a queer person like your relationship can't it has to be something bigger you know like especially your first one but any queer relationship like it has to be something bigger it's mm. something that was politicized it's something like it's who you are it's your identity where like other like straight people like don't have to worry about their relationship being their identity like it's another part about them where like mm. for me that, that was like everything that made me different was like that act so I like and I think just the person I am like I can't think of things as like individual factors like I have to think of like the broader you know like people died for the right for us to like I don't know like be out and be with each other and that sucks like and that sucks that like you have to keep on thinking that way about things like I wish it was just like I wish it was just someone I liked you know yeah I know I'm rambling I'm going <laughs> a lot of different places but and I'm I'm thankful for it now I think like after hitting a low and like realizing mm. it like it like made me realize a lot of things that I need and like I don't know I'm seeing I'm seeing someone now and like we like last night I texted him and I was like hey so like I'm not feeling like the communication here is great like can we talk about this and we talked about it and we like decided like what communication was to us and like I think the biggest thing that I took away from last night was like there was a sentence that I said like I want to communicate I want us to be like whatever we are you know, like, I don't need us to be, like, a specific thing. Where last year I was, like, I'm going to have a boyfriend. Where now with this new guy, it's, like, I want us to be what we are. And whatever that is, like, that's what I want, you know. So that growth just, like, seems to be, like, fitting my happiness a lot better than, like, conforming to these, like, straight-ass notions of, like, what two mm. people need to be to each other, you know. So I, I read a very interesting article about how like your brain literally like makes connections like to the images of like your romantic like past so like it takes a while for your brain to literally like disconnect with like the images of that person so like when like he posts on his instagram story like he's still the first like circle up there and i have to like stare at his face for like 24 hours while i'm on instagram and like there's this like weird like moment where i just like have this like moment of stress like when i see him you know and like I want to disconnect from that, but I also don't want to, like, torment myself over this, like, whatever, like, innate reaction. But I think about it a lot. Like, I think about, it was, it's probably, like, one of the biggest things that I've done in college was, like, coming out. And, like, he's, so, he's, like, the manifestation of that coming out. And, like, there's not a day that I don't think about, like, how I'm queer and how I'm different than, than the norm. So I think he just, like, always kind of comes to my mind. And, like, I will never forget his name like I will never forget him because he was my first for a lot of things 
and like with all the good and the bad, I just, I do keep it as like a very, it was a positive experience, even though it brought a lot of pain at points because that pain led to like a lot, a lot of learning about things. Our fourth story is from Caroline, who found her first love at 17. She tells us about the movie moments and the struggles of her relationship with an ending that even we didn't see coming. She was interviewed by Grace. My name is Caroline, I'm 19, and I'm a public relations major. The scene of where you guys met, were you like, was it like at a performance? Yes, so went to see Sound of Music, my friend, was it Caitlin in it? I think my friend Caitlin was in it and my friend Connor was in it. And so I went to see it with my friend Alice, my friend Val, and my friend Ellie. And um, Ed brought his friend Will. And we get into the lobby of the all-girls school. And, like, it looks like an all-girls school. Like, it's just so depressing. So you walk into the lobby, and there's a bunch of, like, family members and all of that. And that's where that moment of, like, the lights and the scene from Little Women happen. Like, I see him, and he has, like, the bright curly hair, the bright eyes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think I'm gonna love this boy one day like I like was picturing like a marriage kind of deal and just just based on looks because I was like I just got out of relationship and I was like in that sad mode where like I could fall in love with the next thing that like drops to the ground kind of deal and so um I turned to my friend Ed and I whisper and I'm like what's Will's deal and Ed goes Caroline no and I'm like why and he goes he's in a relationship with this girl at the other Catholic school, let's say SPM. And I was like, oh my God. I was like so upset, but I sat next to him in the show anyway. So like, I was so glad because I already put on a cute outfit anyways, but um, I was like, mm, I put on a cute outfit. This is gonna work in my advantage. So I sit next to him during the show and we cannot stop talking. Like I cannot tell you what we talked about, but all I know is that like we cannot like stop looking at each other. We can stop getting closer to each other and all of that. And I was like, wow, am I really gonna be a home wrecker right now? Like, am I really going to do this? So I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna do this. But then <laughs> my friend Connor was like, we're gonna have a cast party. Not Connor. Was it Connor? No, I think let's just say it was Connor. My friend Connor and Lizzie are like, we're gonna have a cast party, like kind of deal in the basement at Lizzie's house so this is where like we would all like go and secretly get drunk but our parents knew we were getting drunk anyways the party like that night yeah it was that night after I meet Will and um, my friends all we all meet up after so it's the main little squad like the little theater squad and plus Will and um, <laughs> since we all like secretly got drunk we would go really hard in this little small basement at my friend's house and I remember like seeing Will on the couch and I was like, hey buddy, are you okay? And um, <laughs> he told me, he was like, I don't know if I wanna be with my girlfriend anymore. And I was like, oh, no, what did I just do? Cause I thought it was all me, but I was like, no, they must be having relationship problems. And I sit there and I talk to him about his relationship problems. And Ed just looks at me with like daggers in his eyes. He's like, no, Caroline, no. So, um. The night goes on, we like play drinking games, we have fun, and um, then we wake up in the morning and I drive home because I like just got my license kind of deal and um, I was so excited to like drive for the first time home after being hungover because I was like, mm, I'm so cool. And so um, I get home and I see a text from 
Ed. And he goes, what did you do? And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, he broke up with his girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And apparently in our, like, drunken, like, night, he um, <laughs> he added me on Snapchat. So I wake up, like, I go back to bed after being hungover and tired for, like, one of the first few times in my life. And I wake up and I see a Snapchat a few hours later and it says, from Will. And I was like, oh, boy. So I open it and it was like, hey, like, I'm kind of sad right now. And I was like, oh, boy. And we, like, talk all day and, like, all the, like, cute little stuff. We talk about our favorite TV shows, our favorite artists and all of that. And then, like, one thing led to another. Like, a week later, he asks me out. I thought I was, like, in love with him. And then um, there was one night where I knew. Um, so I was, like, having, like, some family problems and, like, angsty problems as well as being a 16-year-old and whatnot. And um, I was just, I was really upset. And I remember coming over to his house and I was like, I don't think I'm ever not going to be sad anymore. And um, he was like, hold that thought. And he also got his license because he was old for his grade kind of deal. He was one year younger. Um, he um, gets his car. It's like this car that his grandma gave him. So it still had like old people smelling it. And um, he puts in Father John Misty, like usual, and he drives me to this um, stone church. I think it's called like Stonehill Church or whatever. And it's like a 15 minute drive. And we just talk and talk and talk. And then um, we get to the church just right in time for like sundown. And we sit by the lake and we just like sit there and enjoy each other's presence and like silence. And he was like, I really care about you. And my number one goal is to make you happy. And I like started crying like happy tears. And then, um, Oh my gosh, like it just felt like another like movie moment, you know? I thought like being in love was a movie moment. So he like said I love you after all of that and there were like countless memories of and Polaroids. I was obsessed with taking Polaroids. So there's countless Polaroids and moments where I would capture us like being together and like after saying I love you kind of stuff and then it like slowly started to fizzle after the summer because I started applying to college and he wasn't. And it was a testy topic with him. He was very upset about, like, me going away. He thought I was his forever person. Like, it was just so difficult to talk about even just applying to college. And that's when I knew, like, this is over. The, the breakup took spot in my car. But he wasn't there. He was calling me because we were on our way to school that he confronted me about, like, co-worker me being distant and going away to college and all of that on your he called you on your way to school first he was texting me so I was texting and driving trying to calm him down yeah and then I finally like I just texted him I was like I can't and then like I put the phone down I put on my music and obviously my phone is like buzzing and buzzing and buzzing and I finally parked my car in my school parking lot and um I like call him and I'm like I can't do this if this is how you're gonna act when I'm like away from you and then I hung up and then <coughs> sorry for coughing um he texts me throughout the day he's like can you come over to talk um after school and I was like okay he was like five minutes away from my school so I was like okay I come over we just talk about it and he just sobs on me for an hour about how much he's gonna miss me how he's never gonna love anyone again kind of deal and um he hopes that I do well in life and 
kind of acting like I was dying. And I was like, I mean, like, I still ha- I kept telling him, I was like, this is really hard for me too. And he was like, no, it's not, no, it's not. Apparently, like a few days after I find out that he like set the portrait on fire or like ripped it up or like he did all of these things to like destroy our love kind of deal so he wouldn't be reminded of me and he like set the portrait on fire. It's like a legend. He either like tore it up and put it in a shredder or t- like set it on fire. Like, you know, how did you find out? I found out through my friend, our mutual friend. My mutual friend wouldn't talk to me for a year because of the breakup. So then why do you think you fell in love with Will? Why do you think he was your only first and only love? He just cared so much, no matter how rough my edges were. Like, he never really, even though he said bad things, he never meant them. Like, he never, the bad things he would say would not cut deep. Like, other people would say to me when we were in relationships, when we were fighting, you know, like, We would never cut too deep into each other. He was always so aware of what I was going through and what I was aware of what he was going through. And like, we both embraced each other's creative sides. We like, absolutely like, we're so like proud of each other and whatever we did. And we would drop anything to be with the other person. And even when we were alone, like not with each other, we would still be like supporting one another. Oh God, it was just such like an uplifting relationship. Hmm. And so that's how I knew I was in love with him because I don't know, I never felt that kind of like support and love and someone really just liking all sides of me, no matter if they were good or bad. If Will like texted you right now, would you answer? (laughs) That's such a hard question. Oh my gosh. I, I just asked it. I didn't even, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> think about if, that. If Will were to text me, like, I would be, first of all, shocked because that man deleted, like, all forms of social media. And, like, I don't even think I still have his number. And I filter my phone through unknown and known. So, like, I honestly wouldn't respond in time. And then he'd get mad and then wouldn't text back. So, like, I would be shocked. And I'd also be curious to what he would say kind of deal. So I say that a lot. Um, I would be shocked at what he would say because I don't know what he's been thinking. I honestly don't know what I've been thinking because, like, I was in a relationship after him and that ended really badly. What brings him, like, joy is so much different than any other boy I met in my life and still different from every, every other boy I meet in my life. So I don't know. I feel like I really missed out on that one, but... If it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> so, Caroline, um, it's been a couple of days since <laughs> I interviewed you yes. about your first love yes. with Will. Yes. And I want you to tell me what has happened since our interview. Okay, so um, I was leaving the studio and I was just thinking to myself, I was like, oh man like maybe I still have feelings for him and it's been three years and I doubt he's gonna want to hear from me so naturally I go to a second party and that's our friend Ed and um I text Ed and I'm like dude I just like recorded this podcast thing and um I learned some stuff about myself and he didn't respond so I texted my best friend Alice and I was like 
Alice, um, I think I kind of still have feelings for Will. And she was just like, oh, my God, finally you admit it. And I was like, what do you mean, Alice? And she was like, we've been trying to stop you to talk to him, but we all deep down know that, like, you still like him and that you've been wanting to talk to him. And I'm sure he'll be happy to hear from you. And I was like, well, that's a little cryptic. So um, Ed finally responds after I call Alice. And Ed goes, like, he sits, like, he's sitting down, basically, like, because he told me. He narrates everything. He was like, I'm sitting down and I'm talking to you about this right now. I was like, okay. And then um, we call each other, and he's just like, Will would really be happy to hear from you, but let me check with him first. And I was like, okay. So he calls Will. We um have, like, I'm panicking in my room. I'm like... Like, I'm just going to take a shower. I'm going to forget about it. Why am I thinking this right now? It's been three years. And um, so I take the shower, and then I get out, and I see a text message from Ed, and it goes, um, Will really wants to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, boy. So I, like, draft a little text in my, like, little journal. I'm like, okay, like, I need to figure out what exactly I'm saying. Then I'm just like, hey, I did a podcast, like, little interview. Um, I realized that there are still feelings for you but um and I only spoke good things about you but I realized that I was like kind of wrong about the breakup like I had to like think about it I was like we didn't really break up because of that we broke up because of my commitment issues and I was like oh my god okay so I wrote that down in a text and I was like if you prefer to call and talk about it we can so um about a half hour later I, like I put on the bachelor and I'm like he's never gonna respond to me like I'm just gonna put on the bachelor it's fantasy suites I'll get distracted and then I get a text from him and he goes I'm really glad that you reached out and I would be really happy to call you right now and so like I'm sweating like I'm a nervous sweater so I was like oh my god okay and he was like but just give me a few minutes to like calm down and stuff I was like okay okay and so I'm sitting there and I continue the bachelor obviously because I really want to know what happens and then um about like a minute and a half later I get a call I was like that didn't take him long so I pick up the call and we talked about literally everything it felt like we had never stopped talking it was like so eye-opening because it just felt so natural and I think the like thing that really like turned it around for me was that he went I was gonna write you a letter last year and I was like oh do tell he goes well I can never find your address and I didn't want to ask you because I didn't want to tell you that I was writing you a letter I was like of course of course as one does and um he goes I don't remember what I was gonna say except I have a song recommendation for you and um I never stopped thinking about you and I was like oh my gosh and then I told him everything going on in my life I like told him that I like was in relationships afterwards but they couldn't compare to him and like he set the bar so high for like how I should be treated and everything and he goes like you set the bar really high too like I've never been able to stop thinking about you I still have the portraits I drew of you um I still have the birthday gift you gave me I have all the photos from when we were together and there was something telling me not to delete them and now I know what that something is. I was like, oh my gosh, like he really is saying everything I want to hear right now. Um, We didn't really get to defining what we're going to do now, but 
we're back in each other's lives and we're talking again and we haven't stopped talking and it's only been a few days so For our last story, Therese will tell us about her first love and first heartbreak in a relationship that lasted two and a half years, as well as what their relationship looks like post-breakup. I interviewed Therese for her story. My name is Therese. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I am from Massachusetts. I am 21 years old, and I study political science and public health. I identify as queer. I'm moving into using queer more than I am using bisexual just because I want to include as many gender identities as possible. And I know that bi is usually like polarized for whatever reason. And while bi still sits really well with me, I just want people to know that any gender is fine with me. I really don't care. So yeah, my relationship history, I was in high school. I was being reckless hanging out with men only I was kissing girls a lot I was kissing a lot of girls no one called me on that which is it is what it is um but I just got out of a two and a half year relationship with a girl so we met this is really sweet we met at the solar eclipse when we were freshmen during welcome week um, her roommate at the time, I saw her get abandoned by another group because you had to be in a group to get the glasses so you can look at the eclipse. And I'm very much like an empathetic person. I was like, and I got a lot of secondhand embarrassment watching that happen. And I was like, it's totally fine. You can come hang out with us. And she asked if her roommate could come and I said yes. And in came my future girlfriend and future ex-girlfriend. Mm wearing a green shirt with a frocket. She had a circle tattoo, wore checkered vans. You still remember? I still remember. What was your first impression? I Did you know right from the beginning when you saw her or when you started talking? Or? Um, A little bit. I thought that she was so beautiful and like so breathtaking. And I would still tell her that to this day, is that like she was just so beautiful and so breathtaking. And she was really honest about her growing up in the South and being outed in the South um, and how that affected her. And I thought she was really cool and really funny. We started hanging out a lot <laughs> because I was like, I want to be such good friends with Greta, but I don't know why. I don't know if I should have said her name, but it doesn't matter. She's part of my story and I'm part of hers. I wanted to be her friend so badly. And she was talking about going on a date with someone else and I got really jealous and I was like, that's not a friend feeling. What is going on there? And then I had a sex dream. I fully had a sex dream about her and that threw me and I it like got really emo and started listening to some sad boy songs just like sitting in my bed thinking about what it would be like to kiss her which is so funny to me now and so the Tuesday of the first week of class ever um we got drunk because I told myself that day that I was gonna try and like pull a move with her consent obviously and we got drunk, and I asked her, quote, do you kiss your friends? And it is still the funniest thing to this day. And she said, what? <laughs> but yeah, we kissed. And then I asked her on a date to go to a museum. The same night? Um, <laughs> I asked her a few days later. You can't get too eager. <laughs> we didn't become official, though, until like a couple months later. 
I think I fell in love pretty early or like I could I can like see myself falling in love like reflecting on I guess like the old me the like 18 19 year old me I think I started falling in love with her in October which was really really soon after um because there's one day when it was raining so hard and both of us were going through it mental health wise and I was like let's just go for a walk and we did and I was in a parking lot screaming at the top of my lungs that everything is temporary and nothing matters and she didn't think it was weird she thought it was really cool and we sat outside of <laughs> we sat outside of Roper for like two hours just talking about all of the things that had happened to us to have formed us into being what we are that was I think the beginning of me falling in love with her and how did the breakup happen it was the day after Valentine's Day which I was not thrilled about the date Mm. (laughs) Um, and she had been gone all day I was at her apartment with her roommate and one of my friends she said she was going to bed I was like I'll be there in one moment and I got in there and she said we need to talk and I said I already know what you're gonna say and she said what do you think I'm gonna say and I said no if this is your conversation you need to tell me and she said that she thought we should break up And I agreed with her for all of the reasons because she said that she wasn't in love with me anymore. And in that moment, I realized that I wasn't in love with her anymore. And I felt myself for the first time ever had this wall up between the two of us um, because she was crying because we like the love is still there. It's just not in love. She started crying and held out her hand for me. And this is my biggest regret is that I said to her, is that for you? Am I supposed to be making you feel better right now? And I, it's the one thing that I wish I could take back. And then I started crying and I thought I was going to throw up. And I went outside to go smoke some cigarettes. So there's like 40 minutes where I called my mom. I called Monica as well to be like, hello. I... I'm single. I have not been in college by myself. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and yeah, we had a very productive conversation about how deeply we loved each other and how we'll always have that deep love for one another, but it's just not romantic and that being significant others is just stringing each other along and we don't deserve that. And then she asked me to stay over because it was late and I told her I wanted to go back home and she drove me home and I cried for like four days so I want to hear more about this idea of love still being there but you weren't in love so the way we experienced it was I guess in the sense of like I still care so deeply about you and I want you to have the best but I'm not the best for you anymore and so it was this kind of idea that we were fighting unspokenly about I'm good enough but I'm not good enough for you Like, I'm great, but I'm not the great match for you. Not right now, because we became different people. And I think, like, the 19-year-old who was screaming about how everything was temporary and the 18-year-old who was happy to listen were in love. I think that if we were to cross paths again and we change, like, they might be in love, but as of right now, it's just not us. And so I want to see her grow with other people and like taking the gifts that I've given her like of empathy and being sensitive and learning to let your walls down and similarly for me like learning to take criticism and learning what it what it's like to receive like tough love that isn't like abusive it's really important 
I felt as though she was giving me sort of lip service of like, yeah, we'll be friends. Like, yeah, we can make this work. Like, yeah, I really care about you. But I really have seen her show up for me as a best friend because she is my best pal and she probably always will be. And I think I'll always be hers. But seeing her show up and being able to tell her about like someone that I've had a crush on since I was a sophomore asked me on a date and like having that interaction was so fun and getting to know about like how she's feeling and the shows that she's watching and the dates that she's going on in a sense of like I'm here to support you just not the way that a significant other typically does was really refreshing and it reminded me of like why I loved her in the first place not romantically but just like any form of love for her in the first place what has it been like for you to navigate this idea where someone is still so very important to you, mm-hmm. but you are interacting with them and you're and you're wishing them well? So, part of it came from separating this idea of like what I disliked about her in the relationship, um, because I realized that the reason she, I, the things that I disliked about her in the relationship were purely because I was her significant other, and the, those things never came about with her close friends. So I tried to separate myself that way. And she also requested, she respected my request for space because I told her that I knew eventually I'd be ready to show up for her, but it just was going to take some time and some healing. And so I think making sure that you're able to request time and healing from the person that you loved so deeply romantically at one point so you can learn what platonic love looks like and the boundaries that you need to set now were really important for me. Um, I also, when I did see her for the first time just to catch up and to go over some logistics for something that we had planned to do that we weren't going to do anymore, um, the very first thing that I said to her was, this is so silly because I miss you so much, like, as a person, because that is the person that you go to to tell about, like, someone, about, like, your fears and about the, the things that you've accomplished in the day and, like, yeah, I enjoy, like, dating casually, but I'm not there yet emotionally with anybody to be able to be, like, these are all the things that are going on with me. And so being able to divorce, like, this idea of you were really terrible in these aspects, you were really great in these aspects, but overall this is what I still care about you because that's you at your core was the reason why we were both able to show up for each other as friends. And when you have this intuitive sense of I'll be ready to show up for you, just give me some time. Mm how um where does that feeling come from where where is that for you and were you able to kind of read something like that immediately or is that something you kind of had to even get there to develop i told her that when we were breaking up so during the conversation i knew that i was going to show up for her again and there was no question in my mind about it so it took some time to realize what showing up looks like for someone who you're not the significant other for anymore, and that's like what I needed space to develop. So it was like being able to establish like what my boundaries are, like my love language, one of the main ways I show love um, is through acts of service. And she was, and she'll admit it, was particularly lazy and used my love language to do things for her that she didn't want to do. So being able to establish the fact that it's like, I will do things for you, but I know cognitively, like, what those moments are for you when you are being lazy. Um, So I think that was, like, the beginning of, like, trying to establish is, like, what made me upset and how can I rework this for both of our benefit? How does it feel different now? Like, dating? 
I feel empowered. I feel so good. I feel like I'm able to really explain like what I do and don't like and like what I do and don't expect from people that I'm seeing. I feel very confident in knowing that I am worth a lot and that I am a really good person. Um, and that was something that I was really thankful for her telling me during our breakup was the fact that I was so amazing and deserved the world. And instead of saying thank you, I told her I know. I think being able to carry this like confidence and this ability to know that I did so much for someone so deeply and that I could very well do it again whenever I'm ready is empowering and freeing. I think it's really important to tell people how you feel and have those difficult conversations because I think that might have been the reason why it didn't work. So don't be afraid of that. And I think also just like trusting your gut and knowing when you're ready to come back into someone's life in a different capacity is really healthy and really important. And yeah, if she listens to this, to know that I still love and respect her so much as a person and that I can't wait to see what she does. And thank you for loving me for two and a half years like that. The Hum is an American University podcast created by AWOL. This podcast is produced by Shane Ryden. Our podcast director is Grace Vitaioni. The rest of our amazing podcast team is made up of Lily Bertrand, Ruth Pellegrino, Marie Beguin, Lily Zaidens, and Z Yuan. Keep an eye out for future episodes of The Hum and email us at awolpodcast at gmail.com if you have a story you think we should tell. Thanks for listening.